0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming
0: film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Now for our story. At Malibu Beach, outside of Los Angeles, it was a clear sunny day. The tide was out and the sea was quiet, rising and falling in lazy swells. From Paul Cromwell's window, the waters looked unnaturally still. Max had brought him a cup of coffee in bed. he drunk it slowly and popped up with pillows. He felt peaceful and contented this morning. Now that the critical period had been passed, now that Lisa had given her baby to Kit... Everything was going quite smoothly. He told himself he could begin to relax again, something he hadn't been able to do for months. In this mood of well-being, Paul had showered and shaved in luxurious, unhurried ease. Now he stood by the window, looking out to the deserted beach. Suddenly, he made a muffled exclamation under his breath. The beach was not entirely deserted after all. A short distance away, he saw the figure of Lisa Fenner. He was standing on the sands in front of Kit Mead's house, looking intently at the windows of an upstairs room. Quickly, Paul pulled on his jacket, raced down the stairs and out the door, which led to the beach. Lisa! Lisa!
1: Yes?
0: Lisa, what on earth are you doing out here?
1: Why, what's the matter, Paul?
0: Well, I'm... Well, it just surprised me, finding you out here.
1: Well, I don't see why. I simply came out for a little walk. Such a beautiful day.
0: But why did you have to walk in this direction? Why couldn't you walk up toward the club?
1: Well, I... I thought I might see...
0: The baby? Lisa, why do you persist in tormenting yourself like this? It's so inconsiderate. Don't you realize that when you torture yourself, you torture me as well?
1: I'm sorry, Paul.
0: Lisa, this was all your own idea. I practically pled with you to be sure you really wanted Kit to have the baby.
1: Yes, Paul. It was my own idea. But now that I have made my decision, have given the baby to Kit Oh, why doesn't she go? What's keeping her here? It makes it so difficult. Knowing the baby is so near I can't even
0: The trouble is, Lisa, you refuse to look ahead. You insist on looking backward. Now, if, if you'd only consider the past a closed chapter. Live in the present. Or the future.
1: Yes, Paul. I suppose that's what I should do. But it's so hard to do it alone. And you don't give me much help.
0: Now, how can you say that? I've done everything I possibly could to make things easy for you.
1: You've been wonderful in lots of ways. But about the future... But, but Lisa...
0: You know what the plan is. We've gone over all that many times.
1: Yes. We've talked about it in a general way. But there's nothing tangible. Nothing definite I can depend on. If only you'd talk it over with me. Where we'll live. What we'll do. I could begin to think about that. This way it's... It's all so indefinite.
0: Well, Lisa, all that takes time... We can't do everything at once, you know. You must be patient. Give me a chance to work things out, and above all, don't nag. You ought to know how that affects a man.
1: Yes, Paul, I, I know I shouldn't pester you.
0: Remember, your divorce isn't final yet. There's very little we can do now, but mark time.
1: Of course. I, I'm sorry. I'll be patient. I realize if I'm not, I'll end up by ruining everything.
0: There. That's a good girl. Now come along back to the house. Max is fixing a bite to eat. We'll have it on the terrace.
1: All right, Paul. You're not cross with me, are you? No, Lisa, I'm not
0: cross, but but you must realize how dangerous it can be for a woman to continually pound at a man. It's very... Dampening, you might say, to his ardor.
1: Is that how you feel, Paul? About us?
0: No, no. It'll be all right now. Please,
1: Lisa. Yes, Paul, I'll stop. I know I shouldn't bother you. I know all you want is my happiness.
0: Oh, that's right, Lisa dear. Now, just relax. Don't worry so much. Take things in your stride. Believe me, everything's going to be all right. They arrived back at the house then. Paul devoted himself to being his most charming self during the meal Max had prepared. But inwardly, he was seething with impatience to leave. And as soon as it was possible to excuse himself without making his departure conspicuous, he hurried to Kit Mead's house a few doors away. He found Kit on the terrace, dressed in a becoming play suit the baby lay kicking in his basket having a sun
2: did you have trouble getting away paul that's particularly why do you ask <laughs> well you have that hunted look you occasionally wear when something's gone wrong
0: well i
2: what are you doing oh excuse me paul you can go on talking i just want to put the infant back in his carriage these sun have to be carefully timed you know
0: you mean it's a possibility he might get overdone
2: certainly Oh, look at him, Paul. Look how big he's grown already. There you are, funny face. Now you go to sleep, did you? You know, he's really enormous for his age. At least that's what Mrs. Kingsley says. Bill will be so surprised.
0: Bill again. I wonder if you have any idea how often you mention his name.
2: I wonder if you have any idea how silly you look with that sulky look on your face. It's perfectly natural I should mention Bill's name occasionally. I don't agree. Oh, Paul, you're being absurd. There's no reason on earth why you should jump as if you've been stabbed every time you hear Bill's name.
0: Perhaps it's because I have been stabbed. Matter of speaking?
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're really on the warpath
0: today, aren't you? So what's the matter with you, Paul? Well, I've had a rather trying morning so far, if you want to know.
2: Oh,
0: well, that's too bad. Why do your eyes keep wandering over to that child?
2: I'm just wondering when he'll begin howling. It's almost time for his feeding.
0: Well, if you'll just make a supreme effort to get your mind out of the nursery for a moment, I have something important to discuss with you.
2: Oh. All right, Paul, go ahead.
0: I found Lisa on the beach in front of this house a couple of hours ago. Well? Well, Don't you see what that means? She's beginning to be restless, and I'm worried about her.
2: But why? Nothing's
0: changed, has it? Well, not yet. Not yet. I'm afraid she's beginning to be sorry about her bargain She could even switch completely Demand the baby back or something It's all very ticklish at this point anyway Not being able to adopt the child legally
2: No, I wouldn't get excited if I were you, Paul Lisa didn't sound as though she were on the verge of changing her mind When I talked to her the other day about the papers
0: Perhaps not then, but but I'm warning you, Kit The longer you stay, the more dangerous it's going to be I think you should clear out as soon as possible.
2: Well, you don't think I'm enjoying this delay, do you? I've been doing the best I can to get reservations. It's still quite crowded on the trains, you know.
0: Yes, yes, I imagine it is. Nevertheless, I think you should make an effort to get space as soon as you can. Now, I'm being an alarmist, Kit. I know what I'm talking about.
2: Well, Paul, maybe you're right.
0: The child's old enough to travel, isn't he?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, the pediatrician told us he could travel any time now.
0: And you're not worried about taking care of him on the trip?
2: No. No, I can manage all right. Besides, they have trained nurses aboard for children in case of an emergency.
0: Good. Well, then, the sooner you leave, the better. Because if Lisa ever sees this son of hers, I'm sure we'll have trouble.
2: If it makes you feel any better, I can tell you now you have me thoroughly frightened. Well, I'm sorry, Kit,
0: but that's the way I
2: feel. Well, I'll start working on it right away. It won't take me long to pack. The baby's formula has just been changed, but it seems to agree with him, thank goodness, so that won't be a problem.
0: Well, I'm glad you understand the importance of getting started. Frankly, Lisa gave me a real jolt this morning. I tell you, Kit, the frame of mind she's Don't in... Don't you
2: couldn't... worry your pretty little head about it, Paul. Our plans aren't going to crash. I'll see that they don't.
0: All right. But I wish you'd get a reservation and leave here as fast as you can. Otherwise, I... I can't be responsible for what happens. Paul's serious voice, his anxiety, had thoroughly convinced Kit Mead by now. She'd been so confident that nothing could go wrong. Now she felt worried, pressed for time. If Paul were right, and he seemed to be... There might actually be a danger that Lisa Fenner's maternal feelings would overcome her feelings of guilt toward Kit. Her feeling of responsibility for the loss of Kit's child might even become stronger than her love for Paul Cromwell.